back with another episode of Firestarters. I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today. I have Andrea Anderson with me, and I cannot wait for her to get a chance to share her story with you. So we are going to jump right into it with the first question. I'm curious, whenever you, I know that you are doing God's work. I know that you are a woman of faith who is always looking to the Lord and, and really allowing yourself to surrender to his will. So I would love to know, can you share that moment when you felt that call, that first moment where you felt God's calling, like him calling you out? Tell us about that. You know, it's interesting because, um, first of all, thank you for letting me, um, inviting me to your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. But in terms of like, when I first heard, felt God's calling on my life, I actually was much younger, but I, I didn't understand what that calling was, right? Like there was something about me. People have always like been drawn to me and my light. And I would have people that would say, you would talk to a tree stump. And I would say, no, let's get that right. The tree stump talks to me. The tree stump is attracted and talks to me. Um, you know, and when I was younger, I didn't understand why, why people would just like approach me or feel comfortable telling me all kinds of things or whatever. Um, things that I was like, I, I don't even know how I could even begin to help them, but somehow they would always walk away feeling like hopeful or something like that. So again, when I was younger, I didn't really understand it. But then as I grew older and as obviously as I grew in maturity in my spirituality and my relationship with God, I really truly began to understand it for the gift that it was, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I now, and for many, many years now have embraced this gift that I have. Like, I feel like I was put on this earth to have transformational impact and to make a difference in the lives of others. And I know, I know people say that, but for me, it's like really a calling. Like it shows up in many ways and forms for me. Like that is my purpose, you know, and the, the work for me is to be like hope, hope for not only myself, but hope for them and to be in alignment with God's you know, with what God has for me and what he wants me to do. And that daily, like every day, like one of my things is I try to live each day as a signature day, a signature day of what God has for me. Like that's one of the things I ask him every morning is what is it you want me to do today? Oh my gosh. That is such a powerful prayer to pray. And I know, okay, so I have, we haven't talked about this, but you are an author. Yes. So tell us, okay, how, how that is such a hard thing to accomplish. How did that journey begin? Where did it start? Um, you know, I, I've always loved to write and to journal. Um, and I have a lot of different journals. And then when I went to college, I, it actually started like really kind of my more professional journey started in high school because I wrote for the high school newspaper. And then when I went off to college, that's how I knew I wanted to major in journalism. So I did get my degree in journalism. 
And from there, I went off and actually worked for a newspaper for two years before my life just kind of took an overall like dramatic term turn. And <clears throat> I began to use all of my skills and my gifts in a different way, right? But really that love of writing started as a child. Like my mom always gave me like, you know, uh, journals and coloring books. I used to love to color. Like I was that person, I was that kid that went from an eight, uh, an eight count box of crayons to the 68 count <laughs> box, right? Like, um, because I love color. Um, and um, I just feel like we should live life in color, right? Um, so just that whole love of paper and pen, that's kind of how it started. And I always knew I wanted to write a book. I was approached probably, oh, maybe 15 years ago or long, or, or a little longer um, about being part of a book that was going to be co-authored by a number of entrepreneurial women. Mm -hmm. And it was on um, branding. I have a background now in marketing, branding, and communications. So I authored a, cha a, a, a chapter in that book. Um, and it was called, you know, like the, my brand edition or, or something like that. And, um, that was a great first step. I love that. We actually had like a book showcase and I got to meet some really wonderful entrepreneurial women as a part of that journey. We had master classes, and then, um, in 2020, in 2020, I was asked to join a writing group. And so one of my friends who was in this writing group, she knew I loved to write and she knew I wanted to write a book. So I'm working on this ultimate book that's going to be my own. Yes. And um, anyways, so I got invited to be part of this writing group. And as a part of uh, that group, I didn't know until after I had joined the group, it was like a month later that I found out that we were going to co-author and publish a book of short stories. And so I had to come up with a short story and I decided to venture out and do something like fiction, but fiction that was relatable. Mm -hmm. And um, I, how I know is that was like a gift from God to be a part of that group and to do that story was after we, there was nine of us. And after we pulled all of our stories together, the title of the book was called a kiss from God. Oh, wow. And it wow. comes, it actually comes from one of the stories that another lady wrote, but it's called a kiss from God. And not all of us, not all of the stories have a, you know, a Christian faith, you know, uh, storyline. Mine, do, mine does have some of that, a lot of that built into it. So for me, it just was great. It was a natural and I really love that. So we actually, I think we published that in 2020, the beginning of 2022. So we did the writing in 2021 and we published in 2022. Wow. I love how you mentioned, even as a little girl, I think, I think if we all look back in our minds, I mean, okay. So first of all, you and I both agree, we have these dreams, these desires that God puts in our heart that he calls mm -hmm. us out into. And they typically are, they require the, the road less traveled and, and a lot of faith. 
But if we think about that dream and what he calls us to, we can trace back elements of who he's made us and the passions he's put in our lives. Like you journaling, coloring, having a life of color, all of that were hints and clues into the direction that he has has been calling you. So you said, go ahead. I can tell you, you have something. Yeah, because I just want to mention, you know, what's so interesting about what you're saying is, so I mentioned to you that I've had this desire to write my own book, right? Mm-hmm. And the book is actually going to be kind of a, a leadership, servant leader type book type thing. And I even have a name for it. It's called A Signature Life. Mm-hmm. Um, a, because uh, I used my initial for both my company and um, because it's my my name, and Andrea Anderson. So I've always been in love with the... Um, with the letter A. So, but it's called A Signature Life. And we have a mutual friend, another, except she's Andrea. Um, I, she and I have had discussions and I've said, I don't understand why it's taking me so long to write this book. Like, why don't I, why haven't I just knocked it out? Like, I feel like I've got bits and pieces of it. I've done an outline. And she said to me, you know why you haven't written it yet? She said, because you're not finished living the life that God wants you to li- live to tell the story. Oh, she is. And I think that is so insightful. And so after she, like that really resonated with me and it took the pressure off of me. I'm like, it doesn't mean I can't write. I can write other things, but I am a person who believes in everything in God's timing. And it's just not the time for me to write a signature life. Yes. Okay. So that, that really resonates with me, Andrea, because I think, and I'll speak for me and I want to know where you're at with this. I have these dreams and these desires and I feel like a racehorse just at the gate. And I'm like, somebody hit the button and open my door, just hit the button. I'm ready to run. But the door is not opening. And I've had those same conversations with that same mutual friend. And and so I wonder for you, how do you balance or manage this deep, deep passion to desire to get going and get going, but also knowing like things aren't clicking, it's not the right time. What do you do in the in-between? How do you manage? How do you stay on God's path and hold that desire? How do you do that? Yeah. I think, um, so one of the ways I do that is I don't just focus all of my time and energy on a certain goal. I know some people do. Some people are just very goal goal oriented and they're going to go after that goal no matter what. right? Right. Like I'm like you, I will try to go after the goal, but if I get hit with too many obstacles, then I find it's a time for me to, okay, let me step back and be still because, and try to discern, am I not being able to move forward because God is saying, this is not your time? Or am I caught up in trying to move this forward because it's my desire and not necessarily his will, right? That is one thing that we have to, um, we have to really pay attention to. 
and try to learn the lessons. Like sometimes he'll let us do things and we may, things may not turn out the way we wanted them to, mm-hmm. but we also have to look for the lesson and the opportunity in it because we needed to do it. And then sometimes that lesson and opportunity actually does open the door for us to continue to move forward. Other times it just feels like we're bumping our heads, bumping our heads, bumping our heads. And in those moments, that's when I'm like, okay, I know with God, it doesn't have to be this hard. So there's something about this that I'm doing wrong. Either I'm trying to push this and this is not his will, or there's a a lesson for me to learn and I'm not learning the lesson. So what's the lesson? Stop, step back and think about what is the lesson. That is okay. So this is, it's divine that we're recording this podcast on the day that we are, because friend, you just described exactly where I am right now. And you said something so important that I hope the women who are here listening today, I hope they stop and consider your words because it is so, so wise taking the time to be still and to be quiet and, and really consider what is the situation here? Am I, because God doesn't make it that hard, especially when it's a dream he's placed in your heart. Yeah, He's, he's going to make the way we don't make the way he does, but there's this nuance between what is the work he has called me to do and where has he called my attention and what is he not calling me to do right now? And where's the lesson that is so yeah. good. Only somebody who's walked this walk can speak to that. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because I feel like, you know, when we talk about challenges that we face, Mm -hmm. like in my, in my walk, in my business, in my walk professionally, personally, like the biggest challenge that I feel like I've ever had was just learning to trust that God's got it, that he's got it and that he will provide for my essential needs, right? Mm -hmm. He may not provide for all of my wants and desires, at least not at that time, but trust that I have been given everything that I need and that he's got and will provide for my essential needs, right? Like, I remember when I, um, I remember when I first started my um, marketing and consulting company, a signature group, I did that. I started that company at a time when um, I actually had been laid off from work. And at the time I had been working nonprofit and I had decided, you know what? I've been doing nonprofit for a number of years. I think I want to move back over to corporate. And I had interviews, sometimes three, four, five, six interviews, and then nothing was coming together. Either I was too qualified, underqualified, the job got frozen. They decided to put it on hold, you know, whatever. I later found out that my, um, my best friend from college, like of 30 years, she called me. She'd already been diagnosed with, um, ovarian cancer. And she had been on a journey for like four years. And I had been on that journey with her as like her person, right? Mm -hmm. During this time when I was laid off and nothing was coming together, she called me as soon as she left the doctor and received the news that she was going to have to try to get into a trial. 
And because of my former work with uh, in breast cancer, I actually understood what, like if you're forced to get into a trial, what that means. Mm. And I knew it before she ever said the words, you know, her doctor, she'd had the same doctor for four years. And he told her he always had had a plan B. And when he didn't mention a plan B, she was like, Dr. T, what's plan B? He was like, Stacy, I'm afraid to tell you there is no plan B. If you get in this trial and the trial doesn't work, you're literally looking at about two months, two to three months to live. And when I tell you he called it to a T, it was to a T. Mm. But when she called to tell me that, when I when she called to tell me that, what I said to her was, whatever you need. I am here for you for whatever you need, right? I, I did not even hesitate. And when I hung up, I said, God, I get it. I get it. This is why nothing has come together. Because my job right now, my assignment is to go and help her mother take care of her. <sighs> and I did that until she passed. And when I tell you, I go back to the whole God's got it. Remember, I'm unemployed. I'm unemployed, but I got adult bills, adult, adult bills that fall on me. I got a mortgage. I got credit cards. I got, you know, the whole nine. During that time when I was caring for her, God stepped in. I had people to just call me out of the blue and say, hey, can you do some work for me? Can you take on an assignment? And it was all stuff that I could do remotely while being in Austin and taking care of her. So when I tell you all my bills got paid, I never missed a beat. Again, that goes back to the whole, we have to learn and trust and be willing to step out on faith that he's going to take care of everything. After taking care of her, um, a month after she passed, I literally sat straight up in my, I woke up and sat straight up in my bed one morning and I was like, God, okay. I heard you loud and clear in my sleep. I got to get a job. I got adult bills. Right. And that's when I took a moment to be still and discern where he was leading me. And that's why I decided to then step out and start my consulting company because he had brought me all of these consulting jobs. My gosh, Andrea, that this is why I do this podcast right here. There is a woman right now who is in that moment saying, yeah. where is the answer? Where is the answer? And can I trust God? Can I even trust him? I know he's good, but come on. I've got adult bills to pay. Why is a door not opening? Yeah. This is this is the story of his faithfulness. And that experience, we have to leave room for that miracle. That experience of all those people coming forward to you was a sign of saying, hey, I've got work for you. You, This space needs to be filled. It's time to start your business. I was going to ask you what the challenges have been, but I think, I think you just went there. I think yeah. you just shared that. And it is a challenge. It is a challenge when you think about the essentials. And the fear of not being able to meet those, it is a, it is a step out in faith. Mm -hmm. But 
Go ahead. Go ahead. And one more trust thing. <coughs> Excuse me. When I stepped out on faith, I mean, basically, you know, um, you basically eat what you kill, right? So you got to be going out for, you know, trying to find new clients, more projects all the time. I had taken on a client and had done um, quite a bit of startup work for this particular client. In doing the startup work, the client then made some changes, did some things that just weren't in alignment with me, uh-huh. who I was, or my spirit. And I was like, God, what, what am I, what am I doing? What should I do? And it just came to me just like so clearly. And again, this was a trust, step out on faith kind of thing. Like, this is where I learned the lesson that sometimes all money is not good money. Hmm. And you have to trust, again, if I say I'm a woman of faith, I have to trust that God is going to provide for my essential needs. So that was the that was the first time I ever made a decision to actually fire a client. Oh wow. I made the decision to fly, to fire that client and my first check from her came the next day. I took that check. I put a sticky note on it. I put it in an envelope, sent it back, to, mailed it back to her and prior to it getting back to her I actually picked up the phone and called and said, unfortunately, this working relationship is, is, is not working. It's not working for me. And I think you would be better served by getting someone else and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And like the check that I had gotten, it was a sizable check. Did I know how I was going to pay my mortgage in like 20 more days? No. But I knew that that was the right thing to do. Wow. Now, she was a great person. She actually sent me another check to pay me for all the work that I had done, just not all of the retainer. But I didn't ask her for that Mm. because I wanted to be, you know, I'm really big about integrity and, you know, things like that. I was willing to take the hit because it was my decision to walk away, right? Mm-hmm. That's stewarding well what God what God gives you. And I, and I think there's a surrender. This is something that's important, especially where your dream is concerned. You've started your business. You have your own business now. This is a dream. But never holding it so tight that you're willing to go back on your faith or not be in alignment with who God's called you to be in the relationship that you have with him, that you trust him utmost and know that everything flows from him. And it's so, it's so funny that you would say that because like you said, not holding the dream so tight that I'm not open to other things that he's calling me to. Mm. Well, I have my business. It's still open, but it's like on the back burner. And it's on the back burner because I was working in my business, doing just fine. And I got someone reached out to me about an entirely different opportunity. 
that sent me on another journey with small business and entrepreneurship. And then that journey has led me to where I am now, which is even more focused and centered into my real mission, vision, and purpose. And so now I'm actually working in women's leadership development and making that transformational impact. Yes. Like on so many women's lives, right? Right. Um, but again, never letting go of the other because I do feel like God, God takes us through seasons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am going to circle back to being in my business full time at some point. And that will probably be what I, you know, retire and go into and, you know, that kind of thing. And, it, and I'll be able to take all the stuff that I've learned yes. and be able to do like coaching around leadership and, uh, you know, being able to marry you know, leadership and lifestyle and all of the things that women struggle with together, right? Yes. You said it. I was about to go there. You're picking up skills and experiences and discovering other levels of passion that he has intended you to pick up. I think of a, like a snowball rolling and just gathering the things that it's going to need. That's what he's doing with you. We may end up collaborating in the future because our passions are I know they're so aligned. They're so aligned. They're so aligned. I was going to ask you when I was thinking about, well, I had this question in my mind and it, and I think it still goes, how do you balance your personal life with God's calling on your life? That's a very, to be a dream chaser and a fire starter. And you are a fire starter. I have to, I have to go back to that because from the very beginning, you talked about the tree stump and all that. Andrea, you're the type of person that when others are around you, they're ignited. Their faith is ignited. Their dreamer starts going. And so you're not just following. You're not just pursuing God's call in your life and stepping out in obedience. As you do that, you're igniting the women around you. And that's a big, I know you have lots of conversations. It's a big thing to manage all of that. So how do you take your personal life and balance that? with God's calling and the mission that he has you on? You know, that's an interesting question because I've actually stopped trying to balance all the, all of that and all the different things. You know, I now have grown in my relationship with God and who I think he has created and wants me to be. Mm. And my life is God's calling and his will. That's how I view it. So every day, you know, I pray that I be in alignment with his will, his way, and his word. It's not easy. Trust me, I don't always get it right. Um, I have to step back and be like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I misinterpreted that, like what you were really trying to say. But, you know, again, I told you, I, you know, I asked what it is that, you know, he would have me to do each day, right? Um, because I want to live each day as a signature day. And a part of my, my, my company is called a signature group, right? And it's because I leave my signature mark on people that I touch 
or come in contact with, right? So, you know, my professional and personal life have become one as it relates to my purpose. And my purpose is really to be an extraordinary servant leader who Mm -hmm. inspires and leaves a meaningful signature and transformation, um, like transformational impact on the lives of others with what I create, the stories I tell, all while living an authentic life, the authentic life that I feel like God created me to live. And isn't that, I mean, that is, that is really the gospel there too, because he calls us to love the Lord, your God and love others as yourself. And the way we love others as ourself, I think the best way we can do that is one surrendering to God's will, his way, his word, but also being who he created you to be and taking personal responsibility for that, really owning that call he's put on your heart and saying, okay, I hear you and I know I won't do it perfect, but I'm going to, I'm going to rise up in the morning. I'm going to surrender to you and I'm going to ask you to show me how I can serve. That is such a beautiful way to, you know, we think sharing the gospel is like, let me tell you about Jesus, but we tell people who Jesus is by the way we live our life. We are so right. We tell people who Jesus is by the way we live our life. And sometimes we don't even have to uh, initiate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I currently have a person who's actually on my team now. When she first started, she wasn't on my team. But shortly after being on our team, <coughs> she reached out to me and she was like, did I hear you say you do Bible studies? And I was like, I said, no, I don't think I mentioned that on, you know, <laughs> in our huddle or in one of our, you know, we have team meetings and things like that. I was like, I don't think I mentioned that. I said, you may have heard me. I I said, I may have said something about, I said, uh, like prayer and devotion is very important to me. I said, I will just tell you I'm a Christian and that's very important to me. And I said, my relationship with God is very important. So I spend time with him every day on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I was like, but yeah, I don't necessarily lead. Uh, not right now. Like you know, I, in the past, like I've I've ta- I've taught like divorce care and you know some other things like within the church and all that. But right now, no. And um, but she shared with me. She said there was just something about you that I felt safe to be able to come and say. I just felt like, you know, you were a woman of faith, and that you might be able to talk to me and encourage me and lift me up. I need, I need some hope right now. You know, I'm struggling, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, ever since then, like, I actually love that we can, you know, outside of work, have these kind of conversations, Yeah. you know, and that I can share my journey with her. She also encourages me and she shares like, wonderful stories. I don't think she realizes it, but, you know, stories of things that she's gone through and the lessons she's learned. And those actually also help me because I feel like we can learn from one another. Isn't that beautiful? And she, that's that a signature life, you showing up with that joy and that surrender that allows people to, that's why people come forward with you and they're like, I need to talk to you. I need to be close to you. That's exactly how I felt when I met you. I was like, 
I'm going to know her. She's, she's going to be in my life, whether she likes it or not. I'm pulling her in. I'm sure you have so many who do that. Okay. So I want to leave our listeners with this. What advice would you give to somebody who has that call, who fills that pool, but they're scared to take that leap? What would you say? The advice I would give is to say, never be embra- never be afraid mm-hmm. to embrace and step into God's blessings, oh. even when you don't understand them. Because trust me, there are a lot of things that he's called me to do that I didn't understand. Or also like things like, you know, I'm like, God, I know too much is given, much is required. But sometimes I wish you didn't trust me so much, right? (laughs) Like one of my favorite characters in the Bible is Moses. And, you know, Moses, I mean, and there's other characters in the Bible who have felt the same way. Like when they were called, Mm -hmm. they did not feel equipped for the assignment. Mm -hmm. And ask God, you know, are you sure? Take it away. I've had some of those, are you sure moments, right? Like, I, I don't even, God, I know you're pulling me over here or you put me in this particular scenario or situation and I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with that. Yeah. But I always figure it out or it comes together because he has a plan. I just have to trust that he has a plan, especially when I don't have a plan. If I don't see the plan, I definitely got to trust that he got the plan. <laughs> That's true. And as our mutual friend shared with me, and I'm sure she said the same thing to you, I find that God doesn't give you the second step until you're obedient with the first step. Yeah. And that is so true. So you may not see the long vision or you do, but you don't see like how you're going to get there. And it's like, he's revealed one step. You got to take it. And it's so funny that you should touch on that because one of the things that I am really good at and really gifted. It's like one of my gifts is being able to see like the, the plan for someone else's life or like the steps they should take. Right. Mm -hmm. But totally not being able to see that for my own life. Isn't that interesting? And that is not by mistake. No. And I, and I believe that's not by mistake because God means he, he wants me to trust him. Mm-hmm. He will he will unveil things in his own time. I do eventually get to see, oh, okay. And that's when I go, I get it, I get it, I get it, right? But it's not like I just like see it or, you know, I've had conversations with people and um, they'll say, well, God spoke to me and it, it, and it never fails. It's always during a time when I feel like I'm in a God drought, right? Like, because I'm praying, but I don't feel like God is talking to me. I mean, he talks to me, don't get me wrong, but there are times when I'm like, okay, are you up there? Are you, are you, are you speaking to me? And I'll be like, well, I'm glad he's talking to somebody because he's not talking to me. (laughs) I've had those moments. I've had those moments. I've gotten off the phone and been like, you got a lot to say to her. Where, what, why aren't you, hello? Yes, I've had those that resonate, but he is there and he is working even when we can't see him. And the way you live your life shows that that's why I had to have you come on this podcast and share because 
you are a great woman of faith. You do, you, you do sit in the boat and say, Lord, ask me to come out on the water. And, and then you take the step. You, you take that step. And I love how open you are. I think sometimes, especially for entrepreneurs, and I know that there are women listening to this who have a nine to five or they're stay at home mom and they feel like they're in the norm of what the American female life can be or can look like. And they feel this call and they feel this tug out and they're so unsure if they should do it. Is it smart? Am I going to be a fool? What if I fail? Am I even worthy? All of those things. It's so important for them to hear your story and to hear that it can look so many different ways and don't hold anything too tight. You can still keep the nine to five and gain skills and learn lessons through that and, and work over here and be called over here. It's, it's not singular. God is so diverse and multidimensional and we are created in his image. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to remember on this journey. Yeah, that is so important. And to your point, I also want women to realize they don't have to feel like they're being tugged in so many directions. Sometimes if, if you're in a nine to five, sometimes that's where you're supposed to be. But if you're married with family and kids, sometimes there are times when that's where your focus needs to be. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid if God is directing you or leading you there to do that. Yeah. That's I so- know we, as women, we get so caught up that if we leave, if we leave the nine to five and go focus over here, it's going to be so hard for us to come back or, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're in different times. And Here's the thing. No one can take from you what God has for you. That is, amen. That is so true. And we are living in different times. The fluidity with which we can step in and out of things, our culture is open up to that now. Mm-hmm. It really is. You can step away from something. And when people say, well, where have you been? What have you been doing? And you tell them, they're like, oh, that makes sense. There's a lot of people who've done that. That That's fine. I think that is so true. And nobody can take away what God has for you. Amen. Amen. Can I just say you have blessed, you have blessed us today. I am so grateful for who you are, that you wake up in the morning and you turn your head to face the Lord and you, you are a servant leader. Thank you for answering that call on your life and taking personal responsibility for it. Because I know you've blessed everybody here who's listened and what's going to happen is it's going to ignite in them that that empowerment to go and to do the same. So I cannot thank you enough, friend. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me. And you know I love you to the core. <laughs> I hope because I plan to hold you close. 